<clears throat> Hi, Amari. I'm Nick. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm ready now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> and welcome to this episode. No, of... no, that's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I'll edit you out. <laughs> Hi, Amari. I'm Nick. And I'm Pickle Wes. Uh, All right, we're doing it again. I did <laughs> it, because Pickles. <laughs> Welcome to episode 39 and a half of Pwn. I say a half for no particular reason. I w- we would jump into the news today. However, there's some certain matter I need to go through first. And that is, Nick, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm quite all right, Ari. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going places tomorrow. You know, it'll be fun. Yeah. What about you, Wes? I'm good. I'm glad. So, we... anyways, um, <laughs> this episode is being recorded. I was gonna say I'm glad we've all scheduled our vacations to occur uh, sequentially instead of simultaneously. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's gonna make it very difficult. However, it probably won't be too bad for the listeners mm-hmm. because this is gonna release, I believe, on Friday, anyways. Even though we are recording on a Monday, so if our news section is a little shorter than future. usual, it's because. Yeah, hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, probably not as a lot has happened over the weekend. But what has happened will be discussed promptly. That's right, That's boys. Your cue. I dropped, I dropped <laughs> now, the episode into a vat of vat of pickle juice. <laughs> um, now initially we were just going to go straight into the topics because we didn't have any news. Nothing has happened in three days since we recorded. But however. in the past thirty seconds that we've started. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is something that's not necessarily news. I've only just found out about it, okay? I'm sure it'll be news to me. It will be. And it's it's interesting news to say the least. Um so you both know of the film Forrest Gump starring yeah. Tom Hanks, right? Now yes. this movie is being remade. It is receiving oh. a Bollywood remake starring oh. Amir Khan. <laughs> Now, for those of you who aren't in the Bollywood scene, I say that like I am. I'm not. I just have marginal <laughs> knowledge. But Amir Khan is one of the three Khans of Bollywood. They're not related. They the just Khan have the men. same last name. Yes, the Khan men. And these <laughs> these three Khans are uh, the highest paid, highest grossing actors in Bollywood right now. Amir really? Khan the is top my top three. All have the same last name. Yes, it is Amir Khan, and if I think about it, I can remember the other the other ones. Um, I can't oh, remember Genghis the other ones. <laughs> of course, of course. Oh, can they do this? Um, hold on. Uh, so the three Khans of Bollywood are Amir Khan, Shahrukh Khan, and Salman Khan. Um, Amir is my personal favorite. Uh, I don't know. Amir Khan. <laughs> he's american god bless oh god um so this Wait, is can they do this this is an official Legally? remake like this is a legal official remake of the film it's not an adaptation it is a remake right they got the rights to it um it's being made by viacom 18 which is the indian branch of um of viacom uh you know Viacom's a company here, too. I think Viacom is related to Nickelodeon somehow, but I don't know. I wouldn't know. Because there's always that Viacom logo at the opening of the Spongebob movie. It's the only Viacom film I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, they are making a remake of the film. It was announced in March of 2019. The only reason I know about it now is because there's news that they have just had to delay and uh, relocate the shooting, which was taking place in Mm -hmm. India, but is now taking place in Turkey. And they have shifted the release date from uh, Christmas of 2020 to Christmas of 2021. Wow. So, I've never seen a Bollywood film. It is called Lal Singh Chada, which is a name. It is the name of the Forrest Gump surrogate character. So, there you go. I've just noticed oh. a cast list that says Lal's wife. Uh, Forrest Gump doesn't have a wife until, like, the very end spoilers, so... Maybe it'll be Wait, slightly really? different. I don't really know. How yeah. does internet? I don't even know if they. I don't even think work. they get married. Now that I think about it, they just. They do. Yeah, I think. yeah they do. They do. I think they do. I thought. She Let was me a just bird. say, spoilers. T- spoilers. Jenny is the worst character in film history, and I yes. hate her. She's, she's a, a terrible bird? person. She's the bird, right? Uh, yeah, she is the bird. She is the bird. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She gives him AIDS. Yeah, she gives him AIDS. Their child probably has AIDS. It's all horrible. She takes advantage of him many times. And then Haley Joel Osment is his son. That was amazing. And also, the bus driver at the end of the movie is the same woman who plays Fred Figglehorn's mom in the Fred movies with John Cena. And she's the bus driver of the Magic School Bus. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) How does international copyright work? Um, Like... What Same do you mean? Is, this, one, I think. Is there like an, what, what a I'm, body? They had to like um, buy the rights body that doesn't. Well, so like I think because the U.S. has a certain copyright laws, this is, but like in normal laws, like random people across the world don't have to abide by them. But that kind of defeats the point of copyright in general. I don't actually know how international copyright works. That's not my area Next of week expertise. On copyright corner. <laughs> uh... Um, the the thing I'm most excited about with this is i don't know if it's a musical i really hope it is because that'll be fun but we um, will have dance sequences he'll be running he'll be running across <laughs> turkey and then like they'll all break out into some <laughs> big musical number of course but the whole thing with forrest gump is he finds himself accidentally in these situations of in real life i'm really hoping we get to see indian forrest gump like stumble into gandhi and like He's like, oh, Gandhi's not eating, so I didn't eat for 50 days, you know, <laughs> something like that. We, we got yeah, that... to get some historical humor in there, you know. Maybe maybe they come to America, and this, if it's a remake, <laughs> it's just like all the exact same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spites in Vietnam. So, yeah, not really news, but news to us, I guess. Um, all right. And, you know, what else is news to us? Um... An American Pickle came out, and we watched it. This is a very new movie. Now, I don't know if you know, but obviously you two do. I'm talking to the audience here. Um, We did an episode of Pwn, where the whole thing is we took the names of of Pickle... Sorry, projects on IMDb. um, Freudian slip. (laughs) 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 We took the name of projects on IMDb that weren't named yet, so they had names like Untitled uh, Girls Movie, Untitled Pickle Film, you know, things like that, and we came up with our own plots for them. Mm -hmm. Um, You two, because I was the host of that, you two are the ones that came up with the plots to the movies, so I will be the one to tell you the actual plot of the movie. I will be hosting. Can you give us a refresher on what our plots were? 
No. Yeah, do you remember? No, because I don't remember and I didn't watch to prepare. But Aww. but I do remember that they both involved pickles. And if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, Ari got the point for that round because his his was wonderful. Um, <laughs> it probably was. Yeah, it was. It was some crazy thing. That was a thing. great episode. Yeah, it was, but I named it the Untitled Pwn, and I think that messed up YouTube's algorithm because it has not nearly the same number of views that the other pwns have, which is to say only 20 views less, but, like, still. Uh, no one ever watched that one. It's unfortunate. No, but it was, when, when our view counts are in the thousands, I mean, it doesn't look Exactly. Like yeah, Millions. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, our view counts are in the low 50s. <laughs> All right, so... Pickle, American. Tell, tell me about it, Nick. All right, Nicholas. so Jack this is a film. It came out this year. It's one of the few movies this year that we have actually watched on the podcast. I think this is only the second one. Um, I seem to recall Wes said he was not excited and thought that it would be dumb. Uh, I was excited because it looked dumb. That's why I was excited. But uh, we watched it. It's on HBO Max. It came out like last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um we got to do the opinions first. I'll start. Actually, I don't want to start. Someone else start. <laughs> Someone else tell me their opinion. Fine, I'll give you my movie. opinion. No, Ari, this is your episode. <laughs> uh, tell us your opinion of the Pickle movie. Of the Pickle movie? The Pickle movie is, I'd say it was fairly on point with what I expected. Yeah? It was a Seth Rogen, fun, funny kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean... It, you gotta take it for what it is. I mean, it, it feels so good. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's an amazing movie, but I liked it so much. But that's because the last movies I watched were Jack and Jill <laughs> and Valerian. I know that was before Moneyball, but you I still mean, gotta get them out of your head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, because that's the most recent comedy I've seen, mm-hmm. and it, it felt it felt pretty funny at times. You know, I feel like a lot of the jokes didn't land, but I feel like with a lot of comedies, that's usually the point. I'm not the point, but it usually <laughs> occurs. <laughs> not the point, but occurs. I'm happy. I'm like I, I, I'm happy with watching it. I actually liked it. All nice. right, I will go next. This movie is charming, and I actually liked it more than I thought I would. Not a ton more, mind you. It felt like a very well-made YouTube video. Um, <laughs> it had that level of comedy. I appreciate when a when a comedy film puts effort into the cinematography because most comedies look terrible. This one, I dare say, looked good. the The whole pre pickling uh, portion was shot like a silent film. It was uh-huh. in color, but it was shot with the framing and like the weird fisheye lens. At the beginning sort of. it was black and white, black and white, I think, right? Like um, the first minute maybe in like the very I felt beginning. Like that. I don't know. But like it looked, yeah. it looked fantastic in the opening. Very unsaturated. Mm-hmm. It was, it was funny. It made me hate everything. Um, I'll get to that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was better than it should have been. I is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, I don't love Seth Rogen's style of comedy, but this feels like maybe it's a bit different. I I did Seth Rogen was involved in Sausage Party, right? Yeah, he was. I like believe. that's what I normally picture Seth Rogen comedy to be. Uh-huh. This is significantly better than Sausage Party. I don't know if I laughed as much at this as I did at Sausage Party, but I I laughed a fair few times, and that's all you really need from a comedy. So I'm excited to see what Wes thinks because Wes was not excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't that I was like 
that that I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a terrible movie. But I was just like, eh, it's gonna be like a movie. It's it'll be whatever. And I would say it met my expectations. <laughs> it was like just a movie. I don't know, man. Like it wasn't bad, but I didn't really like it that much. I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of boring. I for one like didn't see it as a comedy at all like i didn't really understand where the jokes were i mean i understood a few of them that it's like oh yeah this is supposed to be a joke but i never laughed during this movie i never smiled to me it felt really? more like uh, a sappy drama about a guy who has who has to connect with his family and mm-hmm. so and but like i've seen movies that do that better than this and maybe even that do that and comedy better than this i just thought this was like pretty meh um like all right yeah. interesting i'm that's fair i'm very embarrassed that i will now have to defend an american pickle because <laughs> i liked it slightly more than i thought i would mm-hmm. um but first the plot i'll do uh for those of you who didn't listen to the last episode shame on you but we have sort of revised or at least thinking about revising the way we do our synopses they'll be shorter uh, they'll be maybe less spoiler-filled than in the past. I feel like we're going to spoil it anyways. We will, <laughs> we will eventually, but like ends. we can do some order to this, right? You can talk about a movie without spoiling it. Um, I can only really think of one spoiler in this movie, and it's it's not something I was going to bring up in my review, necessarily. Okay. I mean, maybe we'll get to it. I can't think of any spoiler. I mean... Oh yeah, the part when yeah. they both get pickled and go to the future to the year twenty one twenty. They go even further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is a film about Herschel Greenbaum, who lives in Schlepsk or whatever the fake yeah, yeah. fictional country he lives is it in. Schlepsk. Uh, it's probably Schlepsk. Schlepsk. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's like Ukraine. He lives in in the Middle East of Europe, I guess, yeah. <laughs> or the Far East of Europe. He lives in yes. Eastern Europe, right? Yes. He is a Jewish man. He digs ditches or something, and he ends up meeting this woman, Sandra, or something like that. Uh, They fall in love, they get married, and then the Cossacks destroy their village. So they go to America to find a new life. Herschel gets a job at a uh, pickle factory, and his job is to kill rats, and then he tries to kill a rat, the rats fight back, and he falls in a vat of pickles at the exact moment that the factory is condemned. Um, flash forward a hundred years to the future, some kids find him, and the scientific community is like, whoa, this guy survived a hundred years in a vat of pickles, and they just and explain no it away. It. No, they do question it, but then, do you not, what, Wes, I don't think you watched the movie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? He just wakes up, and then there's some scientists who's like, this guy is a pickle. And then... Yeah, but everyone's like, how does that happen? That's very dubious that this would occur. And then he goes into, like, a voiceover where he's like, the scientists explained exactly what happened to me. Everyone was completely satisfied and never asked any more questions. <laughs> yeah. And all the journalists are like, that sounds reasonable. I agree with this. Yes. And then what's, what's more confusing is they funny. just let him go. Right, they they're just like, yeah, we're done with you. You can go live uh-huh. with your your great grandson Ben Greenbaum, also played by Seth Rogen. And there's a little bit of some antics with like, oh, you know, I'm from a hundred years ago. I'm from now. Things are different. You know, they Salt they have water. a little bit of tension. Uh, Green uh, Herschel is fascinated by modern society, 
uh, Ben could not care less about a hundred years ago. And in fact, I think actively despises the fact that he is meeting his great granddad because their views are so different. Uh, Herschel goes to visit his wife's grave. It's been desecrated and a large uh, billboard for vodka sits in the graveyard. Vanilla vodka. Yes, he gets very upset that the Cossacks have taken over the graveyard. So he swears that he will raise the money to purchase the billboard to tear down the advertisement. Um, so he sets off on his own American pickle empire. And then the the movie just kind of devolves from there into <laughs> madness, I guess. But like very low-key madness. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very strangely... Tame madness. The, the tone of this movie is weird. Um, which I guess is why Wes might have seen it as less of a comedy. It doesn't feel... Like, I don't know what this movie is trying to be. Me neither. Because I don't... It's got some weird political commentary in it. It's got some... <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of political commentary in there. And I really don't know what it's saying about political commentary besides just... Uh, what do you think of this? You know? Um, I don't even know where to start, really. Like... I liked the movie, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard, because there's not a lot of things to yeah. grab okay. on to. I've got something. Uh, yeah. This is just minor, but how did no one see him fall into the vat at the beginning? Like, he literally I falls did... into it as they cover it, and then everyone just okay. walks away. <laughs> what, what's... what's... You don't you don't think about these things. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If I will, if I buy that he can be pickled as a person, then yeah, exactly. I buy that no one was paying attention. And like, yeah. I think the movie does a good job of like letting you know, like, yeah. the movie is that. not taking itself that seriously for the most when part. When it comes to that, yeah, but especially it, with yeah, the yeah. relate he ta- it takes thing is it takes stuff like that not seriously, but it takes the relationship between him and his grandson extremely seriously. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I guess, the weaker aspect, even though that's the whole point of the movie. I feel like, tonally, it could have been handled better. Yeah, well, I, um, I, I mean, I've got a question. Is yeah. is the reveal at the end that Boop Bop is named after his parents equivalent with the reveal <laughs> of Jack and Jill at the end when he goes, Ook Baba Didi, and then... <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, one of them similar. is handled a bit more gracefully, but... <laughs> well, okay, so Herschel Greenbaum pickler ben greenbaum freelance web designer or something he's working on this app that tells you how vegan something is or how how, ethically sourced it is ethically it is yeah so here i'm going to read one of the few notes i wrote about this right i wrote (laughs) i wrote herschel literally becomes the pied piper of sjw's a sort of accidental tyler durden of manhattan this is like garbage fight club where instead of leading some sort of revolution of of men he just kind of gets everyone to like pickles but then everyone turns on him and there's this very weird dynamic of people here's my biggest problem with this film right i think what it's partially saying is look how this is a man from society a hundred years ago things have changed right there's a lot of moments in this film where they're like, you've said something horribly politically incorrect, right? But no one ever, like, stops him. They just kind of get mad at him for it. But, like, everyone knows he's from the past, right? Well, I feel like at a point they forgot. 
But then they remember at the end. Well, the thing is, because, like, they kind of treat him like he's from the past until he's running for office. And then they kind of treat him like a politician. Well, that's, like, two, two seconds he runs for office. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, yeah, he just, he says he wants an office. Right. But then he says he wants the biggest office. And everyone's like, yeah, he's going to run for president, you know? One thing really quick, because you were talking about how... Like, or I, I guess I was saying how, like, people kind of forget that he's from the past for some time. When he's in the interview and he's like, I don't understand what's happening here. And the mm-hmm. guy's like, oh, yes, yeah, what's happening with our society? Like, they should know at that point that he's 100 years old and he really means that he doesn't understand how Twitter works, okay? Wes, like, Wes, this is a comedy. But it's not funny! That's a jo- <laughs> so, it sounds to me like what the Kinda problem was. is, is this movie is, is trying to be a comedy, but because it's so weird in terms of being a comedy that it doesn't come across as one so you're not giving it that same level of of like suspension of disbelief i guess it's like the way the jokes are presented um just doesn't feel like a comedy now wes approach this like a surreal comedy right nothing in this film is real it's just saying something right it's funny, it's trying to say, it's funny, like, it's it's trying to comment on how a bunch of America will follow, will follow someone with archaic views, and that they try to kind of imitate how they see people following those views. Sometimes it is more exaggerated than others, like in the time we just talked about. The, the problem, I think, is I don't know who's supposed to be right, because I don't know if it's just the way that Seth Rogen plays his character, but I, I never, other than... Like, the one or two times where he says something that's just so obviously terrible and offensive. Like, I never saw Herschel as, like, a bad person, right? He says these these awful things or whatever, but are they that awful? Like, he's just saying stuff, and everyone chooses to follow him for some reason. And then well, they that get... you have to get into, like, the specific quotes. Well, yeah, okay, remember. okay. Because that's, like, that was one of the big things I didn't get, is that at the debate... And once again, maybe I'm reading too much into this, and this is just surreal, okay? But uh-huh. he says, he says, oh, uh, yes, women should serve. Women have, like, vaginas to serve babies. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, he also says they have small hands, and the women in the audience just look at their hands and are like, he's right, we do, we do. And yeah. then, and yeah, and then the moderator's like, that, the, no, 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 the woman is like, wait, that's, like, really offensive. And he's like, oh, someone's mad. And then the, the, the moderator's like, Oh, that debate is settled. Let's move on. And it's not settled. Like I don't understand yeah. how a woman having a vagina yeah. to serve it, babies. It, it, that's it's that's it makes no sense, and people are agreeing with it. That's the comedy. But then, of but it. then, but then, when he says something like against Christianity, that's when he gets canceled. So I don't understand. Is it is it saying that like it's worse to be anti-religious than to be misogynistic? No, I I think it's a commentary on the Republican Party. That's what I think it is. You think so? Because as long as like just a touch, they're allowed to be sexist, but they're not allowed to be against Christianity. That's that's yeah, commentary. That's what I, that's what I saw like, that as. Here, here's the thing, right? But but he's also being followed by a bunch of like like presumably liberal people who, who he are is the at ones the who beginning because like they like the but artisanal. That's before he. That's before he starts saying things. Does that shift happen when it's... there's the black and white uh, news thing on him and he's like? Is he is he spitting hate, or is that's he spitting the, the, f- the future? <laughs> like, so okay, that's interesting because you're right. He is he he completely flops from one side to the other, right? But not by like his own intention. It's just like what he yeah. does yeah. versus the things he says. I think it makes fun people. of both uh, both of them. It does maybe perhaps that's why I, 
That, that's why I thought it was so funny. It makes fun of extremely liberal people and, like, their stereotypes. And then also... I feel like it does try to make fun of, you know, like, maybe both sides. But I feel like it was kind of tame in doing so. It'll be like, oh, if you want to, like be uh if you if you want to start a business where you're an evil person start a social media company and you're supposed to be like laugh ha uh, funny and i'm like eh, well, yeah. like, okay i'm not saying every <laughs> joke landed yeah, exactly but, that one i just not. feel like it's kind of tame if, it, if it's trying to be social commentary it should it should have been a little bit more i'm just saying okay uh, here's a man i think it's trying to be like it's trying to be subtle about because otherwise people are gonna hate it I I get well, but then you get people like me who are like, well, this is weak sauce. Uh, okay, here, 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 here. Go watch, okay, go watch okay, Metropolis. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so, in the beginning, he says, uh, "We need to raise money to get rid of this sign." Okay, I know how to make pickles, right? I know what a pickle is. I myself am a pickle, right? He uh-huh. says this. Um, Ben does not want anything to do with pickles. He says it's a dumb idea. So Herschel's like, I will make money doing pickles, right? So he gets pickles out of garbage cans. He, like, uses rainwater and salt to cure his pickles or whatever. And he starts selling these, like, artisanal pickles. To him, they're just pickles. They're, there's yeah. nothing artisanal about it. It's just he made a pickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this couple comes up to him and is like, these pickles are really good. You should start selling pickles. And so he starts. I don't think they didn't even taste them, did they? At that point, no, they, they just smelled them. them. I don't even they know. Smell actually, them. they're like, yeah, oh, they, they smell. They the smell terrible. They smell terrible, yeah. right? Um, but it's the vibe. Yeah, yeah. I I guess it's I guess it's at first making fun of hipsters because they have no labels. Yeah, it's making fun of like super progressive hipster people. Like, but but the idea of a man just starting a pickle company on the street, right? Yeah. What what about that is is artisanal in and of itself, right? I think it's, it's because it's so wrong, pure Nick. It, well, so like, it's making no the fact that these people are are idolizing a thing that just is normal for Herschel, right? Yeah, is well, that like, what this is? Well, like one of the weird things is that like Ben is like one of those hipsters, you know? Like he goes to all those hipster coffee shops. He goes to Smorgasburg, exactly. which you he know, does, as, as and... a as a New York man, I know what Smorgasburg is. It's a bunch of like food <laughs> food vendors come together in uh-huh. their little tents. And then you sample dumplings from all of them, okay? That, that's smorgasbord. Mm. So. But it makes fun of him, too, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But then he hate, he grows resentful. Mm-hmm. But, then, but then he gets, like, an army of, like, college students, NYU students specifically, they say. Yes. So Wes would have lined up at the pickle <laughs> stand. <laughs> and they just, like... They just do whatever he asks them to it's do. In, it's making fun of internships too. It makes fun of all these things. Yeah, it's it not does. Literal but... plot points. It's not. It's not like it's supposed to be like, oh, make fun of this, make fun of that, make fun of that. So what this jokes. is is just a series of sketches then that make yeah. fun of different aspects. <laughs> and of they society. were funny because you then need there's interns. the moment. There's the moment where his intern types out the tweets and she's like, "These are really offensive. Are you sure you want to say them?" He's like, "Yes, this is what I think." Um, and then she turns on him. And just, like, walks... She's like, I'm sorry, I quit. And just walks over and picks up a sign and starts chanting against him, uh-huh. right? So like, I'm sorry. And I guess and that's when the movie transitions shifting. from commentary on SJWs to commentary on, like, Trump rallies. Where he, like, has this whole speech mm. where... I the, the, the ones that I noticed the most obvious are, like, when Herschel eventually realizes, oh, I said all these bad things. He's like, no one will ever no one will ever like me again. I, I can't do anything in America once I've said bad things. And Ben's like, that's not true, right? I I picked up that as commentary. Yeah, I picked up that yeah. as commentary too, but it seems like a little tame. Maybe not like, yeah. not subtle, but just like, 
Like, haha, I see what you did there, but like... Yeah, I, I think this movie's biggest problems are with its tone, because it, it either takes itself too seriously or too lighthearted to be consistent, you know? Because yeah. the whole commentary thing is great and all, but then at the end where uh, finally he convinces Ben to be Jewish, I guess? Like, <laughs> I mean, what does that not, have to do with anything? Not That's not themes. commentary. Yeah. That's just, like, the plot, I guess. The best way to think of it is just, like, each one's a joke, but mm-hmm. the joke is extended for, like, a scene. It's like sketches. That's the best way to think about it. Mm-hmm. And not a theme throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and that's what I These that's things what I aren't liked. metaphors for, mm-hmm. out, yeah, for the film. I mean, yeah. I think I think what Nick is saying is how I feel about it, how I felt about yeah, it, though. Exactly. Like, the, to- the lack of a consistent tone. Or, I mean, to me, actually, it was a consistent tone. And it was a consistent, more dramatic tone than a comedic one. So I didn't view them mm-hmm. as jokes. Um, I, I, I laughed multiple times, you know. Um, I never laugh, ever. Right. I, thought it was funny, the yeah. World. Yeah. I thought it was funny you know yeah. it's not it's not like the highest comedy or anything but i the thing is intertwined with each of these like comedic joke-esque things the sketches is the very serious relationship and he's plays like an aspect of every single one while this is going on we kind of see how um whatever what's his name the younger version ben, ben is kind of like reacting or how he's trying to like you know, take up, turn apart, turn up his father's business to the ground and stuff. If, if. So, like, that's why it could be confusing. But, I mean, a, I was, easy, it was easy for me to separate those things. If a man was found from a hundred years ago in real life, but also everyone had an IQ under 90, this is actually what would happen, I think. <laughs> Except in the real world, people would be like, oh, you're from the past that's insane they wouldn't just forget about that you know mm, yeah. which this movie seems to only sometimes because at first i thought that they just didn't know he was from the past yeah because they're later all like on, oh look he's thing. in costume but then during the news thing it's like man from the past yeah like of course he I has views they ever that are forget he's from the past thing is they don't thing is like but it feels like they, they but like I feel, thing is that even though he's from the past when it comes to politics People aren't gonna excuse that. Be like, oh, he's from the past. They're gonna whether or not he's from the past. People are gonna have views that he's bigoted, no matter you know. So it's like Wesley's like, views on movies. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter where it's from. You know, you gotta. But you like know. in real life, you know, they have different views than than us in Turkey, right? But people don't every day go like Turkey just shouldn't exist. They're horrible. You got to get out of here, right? So is is the movie. I don't know what the movie is saying what? now yeah. that I'm really like I, I, considering it. Everyone's always constantly against boomers. I'll tell you that <laughs> for their views. He, this is super is, boomer. He's not even a boomer. He's like pre-boomer. Uh-huh. Exactly. The World War One boomer. Yeah. Boomer to the boomers. Uh-huh. I, I've got I've got a question. So like, if it's yeah, supposed please. to be, if the people getting mad at him for being anti-Christian is like a commentary on like the Republican Party, maybe then mm-hmm. why do they call him to be deported? Like. I don't, I don't understand why that is the thing that people want to be de- deported for. And that's also not what the Republican Party would deport people for, is being anti uh-huh. I know, but the thing is, doesn't that align with what's well, they, with the, they, with the party? Well, they tried to deport they like him because the... they realized he doesn't actually have papers. Right, cause... but like, why is that what brings it about and not the fact that he's selling like pickles that he stole from the trash? Like, that is actually like... like it, it's the... Yeah, because that's... Re- 
thing yeah, is, but if, if someone in that wouldn't be pickles out of the trash, I'd just laugh, right? Yeah, yeah I would too. But also, if they but were I'd anti-Christian, also, then I would also just laugh. I'd also like, laugh, you know. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, yeah. The thing so is, these, okay, actually, it's you know, commentary. By that, point, if, by that point, then he's completely alienated himself from both sides. Because they're picking on the one stupid aspect of his personality, right? So now just everyone wants him deported. All of the SJW hipsters are like, oh, he's too racist or whatever. But all of all of the like fanatics that are at the at the I don't even know what it is, at the debate, (laughs) I guess. Him being deported is also part of that commentary. Because like him not having papers and being deported for that reason it falls perfectly in line with that stereotype and that's why mm. it occurs. Yeah. Probably more for the sketch or for the commentary than the plot itself. I guess. But usually they could have used anything. Yeah, but usually it's not like an east it's not because they said something anti Christian, it's usually because of their race, you know, and this guy's just an Eastern European guy. Yeah. Well the thing and... is they're not gonna change his race. No no no, I know I that. Have, I know to, that. To no, that's commentary good. I'm glad I'm glad they didn't make they, they didn't make stuff from in Mexican. <laughs> I'm glad they about also, that. But, like, he also, you know, I, I said racist a second ago. Now that I don't think he says anything particularly racist, right? When Yeah, when it's ben more like says, against oh, the Cossacks. Yeah, well, yeah, but, like, I mean, that's just logic. Uh, <laughs> They're filled, they, they, they burned his town, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, there's set up, you know, he doesn't just hate Russians. Set up he hates the Russians. Line. They killed his town, yeah. Um, like, he, he, when he sees an interracial couple, he's, he doesn't say anything. He's just like, oh, this exists he's now. He's super you know? confused. Yeah. And even I mean, he the... definitely isn't open to it, but I mean... Yeah, yeah but even yeah, when the not, guys... When, when the guys that come up to him to buy his pickles in the first place come up, right? I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be gay. And I thought that was a setup for they were about to buy his pickles and then he was going to say something, like, homophobic. But it just doesn't come up, right? I don't think he mm-hmm. understands, though. Was I think, that a, I think was that a that innuendo scene, that you just said, Nick? I don't know. What did yeah. I say? <laughs> Buy his pickles. Oh. No, it just doesn't come up. Oh, it doesn't come okay. up. Oh, well, I see. The fact that I had to ask <laughs> means probably not. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, I, the way I saw that scene is that he didn't understand. You know, he was just confused, you know. What are we doing? People. I just realized we're, we're like... <laughs> we're analyzing the movie. We're, analyzing, we're like going deeper into this movie than we have in any other movie. Like, but is this a movie that wants to be analyzed? I mean, there is stuff to get out of it, though. Yeah, there is. I mean, I there laughed. is commentary that we're <laughs> undercovering. Yeah, I mean... The, one thing that cannot be analyzed, though, is that for a movie about pickles, there's a distinct lack of phallic imagery in this movie. And that is something that I was disappointed to see. Uh, I, I think guess. I thought I remember a phallic imagery. Thing maybe, maybe I, I, I do it, remember but... thinking it at one point, but I don't remember. I, th- what I it think was. there's one obvious example that we're missing. Yeah, probably. But like, See, it's, not it's, like, too it's obvious, not like a Wes subtle notice. It exactly. You know, it's got to be I in that it... sweet spot. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. here's here's something that was because it, it I think it's more like a phallic joke in the phallic imagery. Here, here, yeah. Here's something that I didn't think of when I saw this movie, and it actually made more sense when I saw the credits. He chases rats in the pickle factory at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then falls into the vat of pickle juice. Um, I got Ratatouille vibes from that part. I don't know about you guys. It was the rats. It was the music. And then I read that the main theme was written by Michael Giacchino, who also wrote the soundtrack to Ratatouille. Yeah, so, I, did, yeah. I did think of Ratatouille during that. I thought of <laughs> when they smart tie years. up Skinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's really quickly. The doubling. Let's talk about Seth Rogen, right? Yeah. Seth Rogen is is actively good in this film as one of his two characters, right? 
Okay. The fact he plays to like I actually at a point until he shaves the beard near the end I acted like I actually forgot these are two different people. Yeah, yeah it's they're the same well, person. I didn't I mean. forget, but I mean, it's believable for sure, for sure. It it's the voice, it's the look, it's the way they dressed. It was enough for me to like stop thinking about it. Right. Exactly. Um, he did better than I expected. Yeah. I never had to think about it consciously. I never be like. Uh, because it, it just felt like two people in my in my mind. Not because, like, it was aggressively yeah. that different. Just because it was good enough to where, like, I never had to think about it. And it, you know, surpassed my bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the doubling in this is great. There's a point where he takes the photo album from himself. It's seamless. Um, yeah. I don't really know how they did it. Uh, there's a point where they work, they work together to push a log... Or, like, to push two separate logs and the logs interact. I don't know how they did that. Um, you know, good, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's That's the 2020 nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, We're in the thing future. is, and I assume it didn't impact the acting because I didn't see yeah. an impact in the acting. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know how it works. Is he staring at nothing? Is he staring at, like, a placeholder ball? It could be another, no, he could be staring at another person, like a placeholder person. This is better Jack and Jill, basically, is what this is. Yeah, it's so much better. It's 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 him competing with a version of himself that's different, and he just is like... Except in this one, it's like if Jill fought back, you know? Yeah. And Herschel both... is like... Yeah. And then at the end of both movies, they realize that family is a permit, and ook yeah. boop bop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this was written. This was written uh, and based on a short story by the this man named Simon Rich. Like he wrote mm-hmm. the sh- short story and this movie. Um, he's a very funny guy. He he mm-hmm. writes this TV show called Miracle Workers that I think is extremely funny, where Steve Buscemi plays God and uh, Harry po- <laughs> Harry Potter plays an angel. Um, yeah. It's funny. I, yeah. I think and he, it's he can got do the better. girl from uh, it's got the girl from the package. Yeah. I think too. Oh, she's from the package. Yeah nice if i'm thinking of the right yeah she's in that i don't know it doesn't matter um yeah this movie made me think more than i thought it would yeah and it was and it matched it was on par with how funny i thought it would be it did not make me think but it did make me think oh that was a good movie It didn't make me think, like, you know, philosophically, but it made me think, because, like, yeah. the com- I saw the commentary, and I thought it was obvious to a point, but I still had to, like, mentally connect it. Yeah. It was better than it should have been. Maybe not by much, but, like, you know, I like. it And there it is a charm to overall. it. Overall. I can't explain where it comes from. Yeah. It comes probably, from probably Herschel Greenbaum. Yeah, Herschel, <laughs> yeah. We, we, forgot, we forgot to talk about the the courtroom scene which probably in any other movie i would have thought was funny but in this i was just like once again i think it's it's the tonal thing because to me this felt like a drama that scene just feels so off because this guy it just pulls a fake beard out of nowhere like perfectly knowing what their defense is going to be and has pictures of uh what's his face the hollywood charles manson yeah he has pictures of him already lined up and like it's it's a (laughs) funny joke but it's like in real life this wouldn't happen like how would he already have that stuff there nothing in this movie would happen in real life but like but like i feel like it tries hard especially with the opening because the opening doesn't really have any jokes and i feel like that sets the tone um when he's in Uh, you know it has like the seltzer joke which isn't funny um no it's got the shovels breaking 
Yeah, I don't his know. Whole, his whole job I, is I to liked, just I liked the, dirt. the the visuals of it though. I was thinking like yeah. it's it's framed the way that like a Buster Keaton short would be framed, where it's like and straight I love the transition. Yeah. yeah, between the change of the dimensions and everything, I like that. Yeah, it. I don't know. She she his wife sneezes four times every time, and then the first time we're introduced to Ben, yeah, he sneezes yeah. four times. That's the most subtle yeah. thing in this movie. Yeah. Um, they never, they never call attention to that, but I, I, I didn't laugh, but I noticed I, it. I did not even <laughs> notice. All right, I think Why? that might cover a pickle. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like pickles. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Interesting. I like pickles. Then what else to like? A what? movie called Chinatown. Oh, spoilers! He like. Wow, are you can't give away your opinion. I'm sorry. It's okay. Ari, this is your pick opinion. Chinatown. This is your opinion. Okay. So, today, I chose Chinatown because of our sponsor. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> and our sponsor also relates to China. Psych, it doesn't, because it's a fortune cookie, and it has nothing to do with China. It's, these aren't your average, everyday fortune cookies, though. These are ab- offensive fortune cookies. They tell you what you need to do to get your life into shape and what you need to stop doing. For example, get off your ass more cunt, you need to work out. <laughs> and stuff like that. If you need most fortune cookies, they don't give you even a fortune. They'd be like, ah, uh, I can't even think of one. The sun is bright on Monday, something <laughs> weird like that. Or like they don't even tell a fortune or anything like that. But these fortune cookies, they'll tell you what to do and they're constructive in that they give you the motivation you need to do and exactly what you need to do. So for your fortune cookie that is offensive and productive, go to <laughs> fortune.cookie forward slash pwn cookie. It's just, it's just like an, it's an angry personal coach. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice. All right. So I chose... Chinatown. I like how because... Art just casually dropped a C bomb there. That was great. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're we're actually Australian, okay? Um, well, but... yeah. <laughs> so, I chose Chinatown for the meat reason that someone recommended to me, which might be one of the parents of Chloe Oof. Smith underscore Siberian. Was it the same parent who recommended the other movie? Uh, uh, Lost in the Mohicans. Yes, it was. Nice. Yes, I'm like, hey, that one went well. Mm-hmm. I want this one. And it's all his good ratings. And I like uh, Jack Nicholson. He is McMurphy. And, and I think that's the only... I probably know him. I haven't seen the, that movie. I have not seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's good. I saw that in school. It is good. I saw Joker. And he, did, I mean, he does very it. good in it. So, wow. That, that was mostly it. So, that's why I chose it. And I think it was a very good movie. If it was a weird movie because it felt it's old, mm-hmm. like it's and it feels old. It's, it's 70s, not modern. yeah, it's not modern. Well, if, if thing, yeah, isn't it 70s? It is. Well, by definition, it's part of the new Hollywood movement. So oh, oh, it's nice, definitely not, nice, nice. So you're so old, cool. old, you're so smart. No, I'm not trying <laughs> to, I'm saying it's literally not classic Hollywood, it's. Exactly. The it's thing is, modern it, Hollywood. But... I was about to say, it feels classic. Almost like the way people talk and the way yeah. people act. And I feel like the script works. It just, I get strong old Hollywood vibes. It feels like this would fit black and white. This, this is a movie that I'd expect to be black and white if I, it is if a, I had two next to each other. 
Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's very noir. However, the way it's shot feels extremely modern to me. Mm-hmm. I took I spent a lot of attention. Like it's noticeable. Like a lot of the uh, camera movements, and it just felt really impressive in the color. I don't know. It felt mm-hmm. like a really weird mix of worlds t- to me personally. I'm not sure if that's what this movie like is known really for in some ways, doing. but I liked it a lot for the for those reasons and others. Mm-hmm. And we'll, I'll get more into my other likes within the plot and stuff later. Right. So, I, which which what do you guys think? Uh, I'll, I'll go. go. Oh, Nick oh, will go. Wes will go. I'll oh. go. <laughs> sure. I'll go. Okay. So this movie. So I thought this <laughs> Chinatown. Um, I thought, I thought the dialogue was good. I thought the story, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about the story. Like, there were parts I liked, and, uh, but I'm not sure I liked where it went. But, the way this movie is filmed is nothing short of fantastic. I thought that this is, like, visually amazing, so well shot, well composed, the lighting is amazing, the color is amazing, uh, mm-hmm. Everything about about what you see on screen is so well done that even though like towards the end I was I didn't know if I was really vibing with the plot as much I didn't care because I was I was watching a, a good movie right mm-hmm. so overall I really enjoyed this movie just if only just for the filmmaking and I'm really glad that you recommended it Ari let's go all right so I had seen this film before mm-hmm. and I. Oh, God, it must have been four or five years ago. Um, I did not remember anything other than the plot twist. Like, I remembered vaguely what happened, but, like, the whole mystery about the water supply and everything, like, that was all... It felt fresh to me, right? So I felt consistently engaged. Um, I agree with Wes. I think this is, like, fantastically shot. Um, It managed to make the parts of L.A. that people don't normally see look amazing mm-hmm. there's a lot of shots of the la river yeah which is this disgusting mm-hmm. ditch you know but <laughs> yeah. in this movie it almost yeah. looks like little kid rides uh, a horse on it i i feel like this movie is could have been made by david lynch it's got the same sort of tone as blue velvet where like nothing too insane happens for it to not be real but also there's a little kid on a horse there's like some insane sexual plot twists, you know. It, it feels sort of how Blue Velvet does, um, where that whole scene is uncomfortable too, which I guess is another parallel. But um, uh, for some reason, John Huston, who is a director, is in this film. Mm-hmm. Father He's great. of Danny Huston. Uh, yeah, and also and, Angelica, Angelica Huston. Yeah, yeah. And um, Houston, Texas. <laughs> yes, he fathered it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and brothered it yeah it you know jack nicholson is great faye dunaway is fantastic i like the the i do like the mystery i like the plot of it um because it feels sort of like ooh, what's going on but then you don't really ever like get a clear answer necessarily um but yeah i don't want to spoil anything because ari's gonna have to do the synopsis first yeah i mean it's gonna be very hard synopsis yeah. to do because a lot of shit happens yeah however this guy named jake yeah jake Giddis, not gets it's Giddis. <laughs> uh what he does is he's a private investigator that mainly focuses on 
uh, investigating whether people are cheating on their spouses, and that's what he gets hired for. Mm-hmm. And really, this all you don't say. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden, this girl comes in, asks him to see if his husband is cheating on him. What? And not <laughs> on her. Of <laughs> her husband is cheating on her. <laughs> And that husband and is JJ's like, Mr. Mulray. Mr. Mulray being the uh, chief uh, engineer for the L.A. area water supply. Mm-hmm. So he finds her, uh, uh, he finds Mr. Mulray, you know, with, uh, with another girl. Yeah, up to no good. So he puts it all in the papers. But, but this girl comes into him and says, I'm the real Miss Mulray. So he was set up because mm-hmm. the first Miss Mulray that... Uh, hired him was actually a fake Miss Mulray, mm. and okay, then I, I don't want to get into spoilers because I don't know how I'm gonna not spoiler any of the rest. Yeah, if you if you need to, you spoiler can... it. Just spoiler it. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler so, alert. If you need spoiler help, alert. I can. I, I I think I remember it pretty well. Yeah. So what wh- he goes through a lot of uh, investigations with this new girl. He eventually he kind of like. Builds a little bit of a relationship. Mulray dies, by the way. I don't think you mentioned yeah, that. The yeah, Mulray dies. Mulray dies. So he's trying to figure out where this original girl was who hired him, who killed Mulray because he thinks it was a murder. What's going up with the water supply What's and going on? the the big Kahuna's in uh, inland who seem to have a lot of wealth. Big so yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of shady stuff going on. So he's trying to investigate it with a lot of people who kind of don't want him to figure some things out. He gets slashed in the nose. And he goes to some old homes, a lot of investig- investigating. That's Roman and then there Polanski. Some... Yeah, that's, that's the, the director that cuts his nose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, the yeah, director. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Rosemary's then, baby uh, himself. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> the later on we'll talk about some specific spoilers at the end. Baby. But that's the, that's the main gist of the film. Uh-huh. So, if we're going to get into, uh, start analyzing. Yeah. One of my... I loved uh, Jack Nick Nicholson in this film, of yeah, course. Yeah, he's amazing. He's he, great in everything. He was yeah. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I only saw him and seen him two things, and I didn't realize p- people like, oh, that's the movie with Jack Nicholson. I'm like, okay, cool. But now I, I think I'm starting to understand why. Mm-hmm. He's Mr. Big Name Actor Guy. He's, yeah. he's like a more chill version of Marlon Brando. Like, Marlon Brando always plays these, like, uptight characters, and I guess in real life is sort of an uptight man. Jack Nicholson feels like the most laid-back casual like he's kind of relax you know yeah, hey guys kinda... it's me jack nicholson yeah. he's rambunctious though <laughs> yeah he's he's a guy who's not afraid to take risks yeah mr nicholson is uh-huh yeah but one of my least favorite characters in terms of acting wise is probably uh whatever uh mr c name a guy up top serves a fish john houston really well to be yeah. fair he's not an actor but <laughs> Okay. Is it your least favorite actor, or you just don't like that character? No, no, no. I think all through it from the beginning all the way through. I didn't, I didn't like how he acted. Okay, okay. Mm. I don't know. It was, it was a little egregious. Like just, just his. I don't know. His person. He doesn't. He didn't act like a normal person. Well, I, he was not a normal they also, person. They also <laughs> always know. say he's crazy. See, it's it's. You're right. It's hard to say what of it is yeah. him doing. But that. you can yeah, yeah. sell crazy, like yeah. the Japanese guy we we're talking about earlier. He's not an actor, but he is. In um, Orson Welles' last film, the one that came out like two or three years ago, um, he's in that and he plays a completely different character. So I, I think it's probably intentional because they were made the same year, except one of them came out like 30 still, years after they filmed it. I wasn't it. the biggest fan of how he played it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. How do you guys feel about the mystery, though? I like how it started. It's, I like. I like. I was. I was hooked from the beginning. I liked that. You know. You know. He's following this guy, and then it turns out that it wasn't the wife, and it's like, ooh, I'm intrigued. Um, I'd yeah. say like my problems with the plot. It's like at a certain point. So like it starts off that you think it's about water rights, right? But then mm-hmm. at a certain point you start to suspect, at least I did, that like it might have been Miss Mulray and that she's like a like a femme fatale of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I'm like, I-, I liked where that was going because I was like, oh, you think it's about water rights, but it's actually this crime of passion. Like I I, mm-hmm. I think it would be cool if that's what it was. But then at the end it's just water rights, and I'm like, oh, well, well it's just I water like rights. How it, I like how it starts it's a mix out. Of both. I like how it starts yeah, I out guess. as a as a like an investigation into like oh it's it's just adultery right, and then it becomes this whole sort of water wars thing. Where it's like oh he might be in way over his head, but well, then I, thought, it, I found the water bit interesting. I did too. I did too. I mean, that was, yeah. I, if you if you if you like Rango. Uh... <laughs> Well, no, it's not I'm, like, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I know it's a real thing, like, yeah, water's a big thing in LA. I like that it is a boring thing to have a mystery about, right? Because that's what normal, real-life conspiracies would be over, is they're supposed to be invisible because they're about these boring mm-hmm. things no one cares about. No one would ever bother to look into water rights, because who who cares about water rights, you know? Uh-huh. But Jack I... <laughs> I like that it goes from being about... Then, from being about the water rights, to suddenly going back to being about like uh uh Faye, Faye Dunaway's character and what's going on with her right no spoilers but she has this whole this wait, whole why like no spoilers yeah wait, we we'll can't I'm, I'm not saying no spoilers that's not a command <laughs> that's me saying I'm not spoiling <laughs> okay. anything and saying she's got some stuff going on with her family that the movie kind of stops caring about the water rights and becomes about that yeah. so mm-hmm. I saw it as like we don't even because he at all right forget it spoilers um, in the end, he does accuse John Houston of the things that he thinks he's doing, which is specifically having um, Hollis Mulray murdered so that he can irrigate land in the valley and then sell it at exorbitant prices because it's being bought up by old people who don't realize that they own money yeah. or they don't yeah. realize they have land. Um, and um, it's never really confirmed if that's what's happening because he doesn't admit to it. Like, yeah. he, he goes along with what he's saying, but he doesn't say anything to be like, oh, yes, you caught me. He kind of does, though. He's pretty He sus. says he likes money, you know? <laughs> he does, because, okay, um, I think I got two biggest problems with the film. Mm-hmm. First is that scene. Yeah. Okay, I figured it out. I cracked the code. Mr. Yeah. Billionaire guy, or, yeah. oh, like, really expensive billion guy, super powerful guy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly how I caught you. Now, come with me voluntarily to the police. <laughs> uh-huh. You too, thug with the gun. Yeah. I came unarmed, by the way, to this place where no one else is to yeah. tell you this. Mm-hmm. It's like, that was, the, why would, that was the dumbest thing you could have done. What did you expect? Mm-hmm. Especially that comes from like... That's Chinatown, baby. The movie <laughs> has been smart the entire time. And then yeah. my other biggest flaw, which might, I prefer to get in later, is um, the lack of a resolution. Mm-hmm. But that's Chinatown, baby. That's Chinatown, baby. <laughs> yeah, but like, what does not resolving anything have to do with Chinatown? They, they always talk about Chinatown, you know, and we never really find out what happens in Chinatown, I guess. <laughs> but that's what happens in Chinatown. <laughs> but that's what Nate. happens, Come on. I guess. It doesn't don't you matter. Know? I don't know what's specific about Chinatown <laughs> that would make. I don't know why this movie's called Chinatown, and 
the connections to Chinatown. I feel like they're helpful, maybe like you know the backstory between the characters. Okay, I feel like I really got a solid they like oh, these guys worked in Chinatown. One Jake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because like the Lieutenant Lou, that's helpful, and uh, uh, Jake, they have a history in Chinatown, and that felt really natural because of just like how they explain Chinatown. Yeah. I feel like the, the end, it was shoehorned in a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, you forgot this movie. It's Chinatown, baby. We're in yeah. Chinatown. The past is Chinatown. The themes yeah. are Chinatown. It's not, we're not explaining anything. Do you know why? Yeah. It's Chinatown, baby. <laughs> Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Because this horrible thing happens in the end, and it's just explained away by saying, that's Chinatown. Like, I wouldn't, <laughs> you know... I wouldn't. See you wouldn't someone... just be like you would be like. Oh well, I guess that's Chinatown. Like, yeah, yeah like. <laughs> I don't think he's supposed to take that too seriously, though. Yeah, well, the, he's just saying it's. I guess he's saying like, relax, man. It doesn't concern you, but like, it should concern him. The character that tells him relax, it's Chinatown, knows he's been involved with this other character. It's not like like a Native American reservation where it's out of their jurisdiction. It's like this is literally yeah. like your place. Like relax, Jake. It's the Navajo. Yeah. <laughs> relax, Jake. It's Morongo Casino. Rel- relax, Jake. It's fifty miles off the shore of California, so it's in international <laughs> waters. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the end wasn't done well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's course, just not the whole satisfying. thing was done really well. Yeah. Like. If you're gonna do it, they did it extremely well. You know, I like like the death of uh, Miss Marlborough. I thought that was done really cool, really suspenseful with the horn and the stop and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the f- the fact that the movie ends right there, I I don't I don't like it. It's not because I'm not saying I won't like a movie unless the good guys get their comeuppance. You know. Yeah. But it felt like bad guys. Yeah. I mean, in this <laughs> one, he does get his comeuppance, but <laughs> yeah, but like. It feels doesn't feel like the type of movie that's gonna be like oh okay the uh, the rapist father gets uh, his daughter slash granddaughter and he's also gets to control the water supply also the main character is going to jail and his fiance's dead whoops movie's over yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think maybe it's because this movie isn't a noir and it's like it takes place that it it was filmed after noirs. So it's kind of a response mm-hmm. uh, to noirs in that way. Because this feels like... I don't know if, e- if either of you have seen Marnie, the Hitchcock movie. Okay, yeah. then I won't, I won't spoil it. But it, it does feel like it, it explores some similar Is themes that the one with Sean Connery? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it explains like some similar... It explores some similar themes, but at the end, it, it does have kind of like a closure. And it feels like mm-hmm. this is kind of like neo-noir, a take on like... Well, those movies, you know, it happened in this, like, more idyllic time when there was, like, uh, a closure. Everyone got, like, what they deserved. But now it's Chinatown, baby, and there's no rules. <laughs> that, that's pretty the, good. The thing is, though, like, I don't mind if all those things happen. But you but can do it better. Why not? I think it, it hurts when all those things happen and the movie ends at the climax, pretty much. Yeah. Well, okay. The, what, the way I saw it is... Um, so the original Ocean's Eleven film is a garbage movie. It's really <laughs> bad with Frank Sinatra and everyone. But the one good thing about it is I like the last shot of it where I guess this was just a rule of the production code during the 50s and 60s. Heist movies, the 
because they're intact, they're anti-heroes, they can't get away with it, right? Mm-hmm. So, spoilers for a movie that's really boring and no one should ever watch. Just watch I the like Steven. Ocean's no, 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 no. The original. Not, You've I probably haven't seen, seen the, the Steven Soderbergh one. I haven't seen the new one. I'm talking about the '50s Ocean's Eleven. With so, no so George Clooney. Clooney. No, no yeah. George Clooney. Oh, I didn't. I thought that was the original. No, no, no. no, no. no. The George Clooney one is one of those movies yeah. that people point to and they say that the remake is better. Yeah, it is. Oh, because I don't think it is. Yeah, even if it's not good, it's a lot better than the original, which is just boring men sitting around yeah. in suits. Um, but in that movie, they do this heist in, in Las Vegas, and then they hide the money in like the coffin of one of the characters who died, and then that coffin gets cremated. So they're just walking <laughs> away. At The movie ends with them just walking down the street looking depressed, and then like the credits start rolling over them fantastic ending to a terrible movie yes. that, that's, that's kind of like <laughs> but the that's killing. the same that's exactly like this film where you know jake jake just drives off and then the credits go up you know mm-hmm. like it's it, it leaves you with that sense of unsatisfaction and it just explains it away by saying relax it's chinatown <laughs> uh-huh is that the movie talking about itself like like <laughs> you've been to the watching audience, like chinatown, chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it here in chinatown Mm-hmm. I, I, just, yeah. I'm the biggest fan of that I don't understand the Chinatown symbolism I guess is what I'm trying to yeah. say well speaking of like Chinatown symbolism uh, just one it's it's a, it's a minor complaint and it's definitely like of the time but the thing about the butler saying glass instead of grass that that yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that wouldn't happen I don't know yeah, how like phonetically acc- yeah I'm, I'm I don't know I exactly was, how accents work it. but I have I seen I was watching it with the subtitles because that's just how I watch movies now uh-huh. And they translate it as glass. So I thought he was actually talking That's about... That's what I thought initially. But yeah, because yeah. it's like, it's... I don't know. It's kind of like it a... It wasn't an old... racist enough to be understood as a joke. Yeah, like, I guess. It, and it's, they it's obviously... They should that Jack Nicholson was just making fun of his accent in order for mm-hmm. that reveal to work. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... it's a, it's a, um... Yeah, it's it's a lot worse than other movies uh, of this era. But yeah, that's kind of a, a racist thing to mix up R's and L's. But, you know, mm-hmm. minor minor but i also i don't know when this is set because it's clearly not the 70s like it's got to be the 40s or something right i don't know especially if they're if they're i don't know if this is related to the actual la water wars or not but those were in like the 20s and 30s i think i feel like that specific thing is a little excused because of its central role in the plot it's not just making fun of it yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's i mean not saying it's perfectly excused especially and it would be also more excused if that's actually how phonetically it works, but I don't think I think it's reverse or something like that. I, it's it's like different depending on where you're from and all that. But yeah, like there, there's like a, I've seen some videos on it, and it's it's not just like as simple as switching R's and L's. I just think yeah. it's I think it's funny though that like uh, Jack Nicholson kind of makes fun of that, but then like two minutes later just speaks fluent Mandarin to someone. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember that? Like he, he opens the door and just like yeah. speaks fluent Chinese. Like yeah. That might have just been a saying, though. Like, you know. Maybe, yeah. I was going to say when I couldn't think of any. Da Pigu, I guess. Well, exactly. Like, you know that. That doesn't mean you speak Mandarin. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, if he worked in Chinatown, if he worked in Chinatown, he might know. And even when he talked to the boy on the horse, he he initially asked him, do you speak English? And he asked him in Spanish. So he was probably ready to speak Spanish. You know, he's Mm -hmm. not, he ain't no idiot. Um, that's all I'm saying. 
Smart guy, except for that when he freaking confronts that old the old guy. Yeah, without a gun or any backup. Yeah. Man, and, now, and no plan really, actually. He stay even, strapped. Does he even have a car at that point? Because he got a ride over there from I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the other guy. I do think also, you know, I you don't often see Catalina in movies. It was nice to see Catalina in this movie with the when he goes yeah. to visit the the Albacore Club. Catalina White Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was because they never strictly said that he went to Catalina, so I don't. I'm assuming because it's actually part of L.A. County, that was where he was supposed to be. I just think it's interesting that this guy lives on a ranch, on Catalina with like cars and everything, because they don't have cars over there now. They all use golf carts, but mm. yeah. I, I like one thing. I, another thing I really liked about this movie was the foreshadowing. Yeah. What like, do you mean? Or, like, how things came back around. Like, when he's spying on Mulray mm, uh, yeah. by the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also and the, the hesitations down. when Miss Mulray says, it's my father. Yeah. Like, I, if, mm. like those were, like, stark hesitations. I'm like, eh. Also, like, a character so something's setup. something's hidden there. <laughs> when, uh, when Jake's at the, he's at the barber shop and this guy next to him is like, Oh, you're a private investigator? That's not a real job. I'm a banker. And he's like, you, you foreclose any families today, bud? <laughs> like, that sets up his, his complaint to John Houston when when later he's like, you have $30 million. Why, what can you not already buy, mm-hmm. you know? Because $30 million in whatever year this is set in is definitely, like, stupid more than yeah. $30 million. <laughs> So, yeah. I, I, in terms of a mystery... I, I think this is great. You know, it's very noir-esque. Um, I love the the scene where he goes to the crematorium, and the guy's like, what am I supposed to say? He had water in his lungs, you know? Like, that whole setup where he begins to realize, oh, something else is going on here. That's great. And I just, I love the old people's home scene. Same. Where he's talking to Emma, Hi, and ladies. he's like, did you know you're a very rich woman? She's like, oh, stop it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. It's all great, yeah. Yeah. I, I really like, um the lighting at the outdoor night shots like especially when he goes to yeah. the, like the reservoir or whatever and like the water splashes out on him like mm-hmm. it's got like this vignette and it, it's like the it's only illuminating him and like all those scenes are just it's it's so great like it it's obviously not yeah. realistic there's like obviously a lot of lighting going on behind there but it just makes it look so so pleasing aesthetically there's also there's a shot where it's like from the driver's seat of a car looking out the passenger side when a character is talking in and you see whoever's in the driver's seat like in the in the mirror on that side of the car like it's perfectly framed so that you can see both of them yeah and i noticed especially in the beginning there were a few shots where like um the the main there's a conversation going on between the the fake Mrs. Mulray and Jack Nicholson and they're both seated on the uh right side of their frames when it's cutting back and forth so you don't have to move mm-hmm. your eyes when you're watching it yeah and then it immediately cuts to another scene where the main focus is on that side of the screen like it's I I don't know if that's intentional but if it is it's oh, it, like it, it probably you know is. exactly what to yeah. look at you know yeah and so like that's there, very impressive there's a lot of like great like understated long shots in this long takes in mm-hmm. this um there will be shots that go on for like you know a minute or two, and you, you they don't draw any attention to themselves. It could just be a conversation, but it just yeah. it's really well done. When he first meets John Houston, and then there's like the one where they're in bed. There's there's lots of good ones. Mm-hmm. 
I remember the specific one where it's the, they're looking at a house. I think something's going on at the house, but a car goes in front of the camera and it slowly comes back over the hood as yeah. you watch them develop. I was like, this is some creative stuff. This is kind of, <laughs> hey, this guy is enjoying this. A movie. Yeah. There, there was one composite shot, though, that I think wasn't great, and that's when he's looking through the camera and you see the, their reflection in the lens, and it's very obvious that that's just yeah. a composite shot. Like, yeah. But I don't know. Other than that, um, you know, you, you can't. It has nothing do that to do with the plot, but I really like the uh, the setting a watch and then sticking it under a car. To yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot too. Yeah. I'm sure that's a thing that actual private investigators of that time did. Yeah. But like, I, mean, I, I was like, oh, this, this guy cool. knows what he's doing. Yeah. 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 yeah I think it's what we call character development. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think the uh, the how good this movie looks and like I watched this in HD um yeah. like and it looked crisp and clean this is like mm-hmm. this is like one of the movies that you can point to and be like this is why you should shoot on film like yeah definitely exactly so good um i don't know if we've spoiled it up to this point i think we have but let's <laughs> okay. talk yes. about the plot twist because when ari said he liked this movie i was very happy i remember when he recommended it last episode you can hear there's a moment where i sigh went after he really? says it and that's me thinking Ari's gonna hate the plot twist in this <laughs> because it's very disturbing and terrible um the plot twist is that this whole time um Faye Dunaway keeps going off to this house and Jack Nicholson follows her and finds the girl that her husband was with and he's like oh okay so she's kidnapped this girl and is gonna like get rid of her or something and that's when he kind of says like ah I like you, but you did a crime. And she's like, no, I swear it's not. She says, that's my sister. And he comes back, and he gets more questions out of her, slaps her around a bit. Yeah, yeah. he's like, you don't have a sister. Like, he checks the records, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, she's my sister, she's my daughter. She's my daughter and my sister. She's my sister and my daughter! Right? That's the only line I remembered out of this Apparently movie. Apparently it's a pretty, like important scene apparently that's referenced in i'm sure it is i've seen it referenced in other things yeah i yeah i i don't know if i yeah i i didn't know that going in i just knew relax jake it's chinatown but <laughs> i, I yeah. do the oh really you don't say it at the beginning or whatever i believe is seeing another woman no really yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, I don't know why, but out of context, I saw Jack Nicholson tell the joke about the, 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 the Chinaman, yeah. the Chinaman sleeping with <laughs> okay, his wife or whatever. I didn't get that. I got I think, it. I think, I don't the think joke it's funny is at all. That, I think the joke is when she says you're screwing like a Chinaman, that's supposed to mean that she, she was, was the one on screwing with, the Chinaman. Yeah. Oh. I think that's the joke. It's, it's so oh, funny okay, though, the I way he it. turns around. And then fade out away and just... <laughs> No, yeah, and, and then it's she's even, like, it's, "I'll see you in court." It's even, it's even better that like he asks his secretary to leave because the yeah. joke isn't appropriate for her, and then Faye Dunaway is just there right behind him. It's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, do, doesn't he tell? He hears the joke from his barber. Yeah. To like calm him down after he yells at the <laughs> banker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. It's just funny. Um, yeah. So Ari. This horrible plot twist where it turns out that her her father raped her when she was 15 and she had this child. Um, What do you think? (laughs) I mean, it's 
surprising. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like it took me out of the movie like, oh my god. <laughs> it's not like wow. I'm not saying that I think that I had the same reaction that breaks the movie for you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I feel like I had the same reaction. Most people are like, wow, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in a fucked up situation, but you know, it's you know, I can handle anything in words in a movie, but mm-hmm. just don't Six show me. Stones, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Don't yeah. show me gore. I think the gore was done well in this movie. But I feel like... I, I don't... I feel like it was a cool plot twist. The thing is, it didn't... I would have appreciated maybe more if it tied into the story more. Mm-hmm. Because that really has not a lot to do with anything with the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just like makes you hate the John antagonist even more. more yeah. well, one yeah. of my biggest problems then is also that... Um, I think after that point you're supposed to realize that... Um, Hollis was never cheating. He was with his daughter, or his, I guess, adopted daughter, because it wouldn't have actually been his. Um, so all of the things where she's like, we were arguing about the girl, or he knew about the girl, like, that would have all been lies. And when John Huston says, you know, she's a very proud woman, he's actually, like, I guess it's implied that, I don't know, maybe he hired the original woman like we never really find out why this whole thing gets kicked off but who hired ida sessions the movie does not clearly state that hollis was not seeing the girl so for a moment i thought wait so he was also having (laughs) sex with the dog that dog wait like (laughs) like i i think maybe something at least one line to have cleared that up because even though i you know, at the po- I kind of like got past all. I forgot about Mulray at that point. I'm like, he's yeah. in the past. Uh, to be fair, he's not really relevant to the plot at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, it does make sense though in the past. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like he's just he's he's a good guy. I'm just, I assume that's why, uh, whatever her name is, Miss Mulray is with him is because mm-hmm. he. Yeah, like, I mean, she in the few him scenes you see situation. him, he seems like a good guy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good character. It's 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 interesting because I think it's a very dark film subject wise, but it's 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 not really like treated like oh look how horrible this is. It is just it's because Jack Nicholson is just fun to watch. Yeah, so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's Chinatown, you know. It's just bad things happen. I guess yeah. I'm very glad I watched this film. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, a little, little ironic the plot twist considering it was directed by Roman Polanski. Yeah, well, uh, uh, maybe it was a confession. <laughs> um, what, what, Roman Polanski getting the bad things I don't know about. Uh, Roman yeah. Polanski may or may not have raped a 14-year-old girl at oh, some damn. point. And is, um, is he... that, it, it is never allowed in America again. Yeah, oh. but he, he did win Best Director in 2002, so I don't know. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like I just, I, didn't, I I don't. There's a lot of names that I just don't know why people talk about them. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I know that name, Roman Polanski. This should yeah. be a good movie. And Regardless it was. of what he did as a person, exactly. you know, I think movies can exist outside of, of the people in them. Yeah. If if there was like a movie, movie, yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, I, I whenever I watch a movie with Kevin Spacey, I I don't think until the I'm like, wow, that was really good for a terrible child rapist. You know. <laughs> no. But. It's because, it's because, I mean, I was about to say, it's because, like, I'm, 
try I'm judging the character, not the actor. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm looking for good characters, not good actors morally. I mean, good actors kind of make you portray a good character, you mm-hmm. know, but like I don't I don't care about when I'm watching a character, if if it's a good movie, then I forget about the person behind it. It mm. American Beauty is a bad example because it's about a pedophile, <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Well, even if, or almost know, pedophile. Theoretically, you should forget yeah. about the people making a good movie too, you know? Like yeah. when I watch when I watch Lawrence of Arabia, I'm not watching actors. I'm watching the people, even exactly. though that's probably not exactly what happened in real life. You know, I just see it as the story that they're telling. You know, exactly. Um, when I watch Kissing Booth, I don't see Joey King. I see uh... <laughs> <laughs> you see yeah. an Oscar winning actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Um, I have some questions. Okay. Uh, yes, I think we missed one from last episode. Yeah, we missed them last time. Two from Lucan. Who was um, asking them? Lucan. <laughs> no, Lucan I'm not asking them. No, I'm, I'm asking like, them. I'm reading you're them. You're asking them. Yeah, you're reading them. I guess, yeah. Because um, is Wes, Wes is recommending? No, Nick's recommending. No, I'm recommending. I just, I had it already open, so I'm right, just going to do okay, it. Okay, I see how it is. Um, I see how it is, you know? Yeah. Oh, do you want to read the <laughs> Oh, it's just because I don't like here. American Pickle. This is my punishment. Oh, okay, all right, okay. all right. Yeah, it's exactly why. <laughs> um, first... Favorite sci-fi film? Did we already answer this question? Does Inception I count? I don't think so. I mean, because it's not like Inception's like like ten years from now sci-fi. I mean, it's it's not like it's science fiction yeah. for sure. Getting is Inception speculative sci-fi. fiction? I don't know. I don't the know difference. what that means. I, I only know, know that Star Trek and Star Wars are both sci fantasy and not sci-fi. But I also well, don't let care. me look it up. Okay, so Inception on IMDb is listed as action adventure sci-fi. That's sci-fi. I guess I think by I'll choose that one. Then, yeah. <laughs> nah, but other ones, um, you know, I think I've said it before, but Star Trek the the reboot, um, with uh, the guy, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's the best Star Wars movie. I'll, I'll say it, I said it once. I'll say it again. Um, Which one? Yeah, this the Star Trek movie that with uh, Chris Pine. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at my list of 10 out of 10 sci-fi I mean, movies. That's not my favorite sci-fi. That's my favorite Star Wars. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked, I remember I liked Predator. Yeah, Predator. I liked yeah, Total Recall. Yeah. I like all like the ones we watched on the show. Predator, yeah, those ones are like Stalkers. sci-fi that doesn't take place in the future. Or t- t- Total Recall does, but mm-hmm. not Predator. That takes place in like current times. True. It, it, for like traditional sci-fi, traditional sci-fi, I like 2001 you know oh, i've never sure. seen it unfortunately um, even though it's the freaking logo yeah post yeah i haven't seen it i really like contact with jodie foster i think that's a fantastic film i don't remember um, if i liked arrival arrival's good um it's it's up there in the modern sci-fis for me i guess or uh whatever what's the other inception's big good. movie that uh is crucial to show but i've never seen what's the other one what the matthew mcconaughey one uh interstellar, interstellar. Yeah, yeah, ever seen that well, one? Well, I, I have fine. one. I have one that you have seen already that you like a lot, and that's Blade Runner. What? That's a great yes. sci-fi. Blade Runner is that, amazing. That, it, that's one of my favorite sci-fi. It's definitely top five for me. Yeah, Brazil also. Um, you know, I don't know if you yeah. count that, but it takes Brazil is picture. Brazil great. Is great. Yeah. Um, E.T. I guess. Yeah, yeah. those are some solid ones. Yeah. What other? Um, what other? What's the next question, my guy? Um, the next question is um. 
Metropolis is also a good sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it yeah. counts, but I think it does. It's yeah, got I think the it's a good sci-fi. Buildings. Definitely yeah. for sure. Um, all right. Are you a beef, pork, chicken, or fish person? He's asking so he can make us food for the... <laughs> <laughs> so he can cook us uh, Italian spaghetti. Yeah. Um, oh, it depends, depends. Fish is a very broad category. So, like, yeah, there's I a like lot of different types seafood. Of you know, I, I feel like... Okay, the thing that I like about chicken is it's impressive how many ways you can prepare it, right? Yeah. But chicken, to me, okay. is a template. But that, exactly, exactly. That's chicken the reason I don't like chicken. is a receptacle for, for flavor, right? Yeah. I fucking love wings so much. <laughs> yeah, see, like, I can... I like chicken parm. You know? I love chicken and burrito. This is my favorite uh, Mexican food. You get a uh, nice... Meats, this chicken. Wait, really? You know, you get a nice chicken breast. Yeah. You get a nice chicken nugget. You get a nice, I don't know, like, wing. You get a nice uh, thigh, perhaps. Um, I'm not a big fan of thigh, but... I, I got a question. Yeah, I got a question for you guys. Uh, white yeah. white or dark meat? Um... Dark. 100%. I'm a dark meat kind of guy too. It's more flavorful, it's juicier. Yeah, I mean, yes, white is healthier, but what, for what? what do you like? It is. Yeah, I white's think. 100% oh, okay. healthier. It's just drier to me. I don't know. It's, it's too drier. Dry. Yeah, definitely drier. But you I said know, you don't like can... leg, right? I, I I don't like thigh. Yeah. Um, Why not? Because I like the white meat of a chicken. <laughs> so yeah, he's a white. Uh, he's a white I feel meat like guy. I can eat more of it too. Like when I when I have thigh, it's like I have one thigh, but when I have uh breast i might eat you know more probably than be, one probably because there's less bone you have to deal with you know thigh, there's, yeah you it's, you it just bones. it feels cleaner it's easier to eat you know with a fork and knife whereas with a with a like what do i do with a thigh you know like you just like eat it sinews <laughs> and like little strings you eat whole, hanging off and then it. you spit out the, the bone but you know um we're I don't know. sports podcast now <laughs> yeah if, if we go back to the question though i'm beef i'm beef 100 percent um, yeah because because or like like the uh, oh yeah um uh the reason that I like chicken is good because you can flavor it with a lot of different things because it's like that blank mm-hmm. palate but I didn't, that in that case I don't like it as a meat you know because it doesn't yeah. really have a, a flavor whereas beef I like the flavor you can eat it raw I like steak tartare you can eat it but you know I like a, a utility very, very food like, mm-hmm. you know I mean that's true and I also like the only thing on here that I I don't like is like I'm not a I'm not a cow person. I don't like any meat out of a cow. Really? I'll drink. I'll drink you mean milk. Just beef. You know, what other yeah, meats out basically. of a cow are there? I don't know. Well, Wait, yeah. So beef. you're not a cow. <laughs> is a, is a I'm not a cow person. Cow, but... A bolognese. No. Yeah. I'll, what about I'll my spaghetti like... bolognese? That won the Good Eats competition okay. for correction fourth period. <laughs> I won't not eat beef. I just don't like steak. Like oh, I don't like as steak part either. of another food, I will eat. You see. Beef. Like in in a pasta sauce, I'll have it. You know. What about a burger? Would you go for a burger? No, I I, I don't. I love a burger. I don't. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like I don't like, I don't like steak. Burger. I don't like steak, actually. Yeah. I I can appreciate a steak. You know, if a steak's very good, I can say this is a good steak. Someone like else steak would really, really like this. It comes down to the seasoning yeah. and it not being too fatty. Yeah. Mm. But well, actually, the other way I, I, I prefer chewy. I prefer fattier actually. See, steak is like more about the meat than than chicken is though. I mean, so, yeah, fat, fat, you know, it clogs the arteries, but tastes good, flavor. I'm, I'm, I think, a, I'm a fish person. So like, I got a, just I got a grease quota. Uh, yeah, for me, yeah. for me, fish. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of cooked fish, but I love sushi. Yeah, same. Actually, between chicken, pokey is my stuff. Baby. Like uh-huh. chicken isn't even my favorite poultry. Like I prefer turkey over chicken for the most part. I, I really? feel like turkey is the more flavorful of the two. 
It's more flavorful, it's not, but I don't like not, the flavor as much. Well, see, there you go. That's yeah. fine for you. I'm not saying I'd eat a turkey wing. Like, <laughs> yeah. But if like, I'm making like a sandwich, I'll put turkey on it, not chicken. Chicken yeah. are more is more. I feel like better texture wise. It's more juicy. It's more. It is, yeah. but a honey roasted turkey. But you turkey, know. turkey is more like closer to a breast. I don't know. That's why yeah. I probably like mm. it. Yeah. All right. Are you well then? All right. Let me ask you this: Are you a man of like uh, creamy cheeses or hard cheeses? Like like sharp sharp cheese. Do you I like, don't know what that means. I'm like, saying, do you like do a you brie like... or do you like a, a gouda? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Or do you like a it's, you know? That so depends. If I mean if I'm eating cheese straight up, I want like sharp cheddar, something like that. All okay. right, all right. But if I have it on something, like my favorite cheese, mozzarella, I don't think that's something way I'm, off I'm the edge. I'm talking. But... You're eating it plain. If you yeah, were to like pick a, a cheese cheddar. to eat, because my favorite cheese is probably the sharpest cheese I've ever had. But in general, I wouldn't necessarily pick other sharp cheeses over something like like a smoked gouda. I know? love smoked gouda. Smoked gouda is fantastic. It's the goat. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. That's my favorite cheese. It's actually not goat. It's cow. But <laughs> oh, we haven't. We, okay, we also didn't talk about pork. Um, are you said yeah. chicken is your favorite Mexican meat, but actually pork is mine because you get like you can either get carnitas or al pastor, and I love that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I also I also appreciate that pork comes in many varieties. You know, you got your bacon, you got your ham, you yeah, got your I hate ham. You, I'm you not can a have huge a chop, fan, I guess. but I love bacon. And also yeah. I I like pork chops a lot. I think they're like Leberkassen just... is sheet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you get that in Germany, put that on with some mustard but on a bun, Leberkassen. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. it's not on the list, it's not an option, but I will say the two times I've ever had lamb, very good. Lamb is really good. Lamb is like uh-huh. I don't even know how to explain the flavor of lamb. That was good. It's very gamey, so it's not for everyone. But like, yeah, yeah like I've had it in like kind of like a. My favorite kind of lamb is kind of like a Moroccan, uh, you know, seasoning. Well, okay, now I don't know what you're talking about. I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying yeah. I had a lamb pastrami lamb tagine. once. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Pork, pork chops are the superior version of steak. Yeah, Fit, uh, crab or lobster, Wes. Crab or lobster. Yeah. Ooh, for me, for me. It's, I think it's a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I'd have to go with crab. Yeah, let's go, Let's boy. go. Well, I'm, you know, I've been Even to... it straight up, I'd probably have lobster. Let me just say, it's my... It's more like a meal. But my, yeah. in something, but, crab. But, like, crab, yeah. you know, like, those those uh, those claws or whatever tentacles. Yeah. I want to call the tentacles, but they're not. They're so good. And then also, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had, like, a crab back, like, the inside of, like, the back. It's kind of, like, buttery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hard. Soft my grandparents live in... My grandparents live in Maryland, so whenever we go there, they have a crabbing license, so we get a crab. Nice. Fresh, fresh Maryland crab with Old Bay is insanely good. Nice, It's nice. probably my favorite seafood. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lucan, for your culinary delights. <laughs> and in order to repay you, we are going to invite you on oh, to the I'm next Oh, I'm about episode. to talk about another food. That's right. <laughs> That's what? You were? What? No, no, no. Lucan's going to talk about Did you say you were about, about to talk about another food? No, no, no. Food? We're about to talk about another food on next episode because the movie that Lucan has asked us to watch... Oh, that's right. Lucan is a fan of Japanese anime. His favorite film is Spirited Away, but we've all seen Spirited Away, so we did some discussing, and the film we came up with, we are going to watch the film Paprika, which is, mm. I guess, the pre-Inception anime version of Inception. <laughs> uh-huh. From what I've been told, at yes, least. Yes, I, I've seen this. I Ooh. can confirm. Yeah, Ari and I have not seen it, so we're going to be watching it. But kick in that jazz because it's time for me to reveal my film. 
I did not prepare any uh, thing to say about it though, so let me just do that really quickly. Um, Gotta be off so, the cuff, my guy. I think for the most part, at least for the last few movies, we've done a lot of movies that are, you know, they're well known. Um, they're movies that, let me pull up Jack the list just to, you know, okay. I'm not saying good, I'm saying well-known, right? Yeah, you've yeah. heard of Jack and Jill, you've heard of Chinatown, you've heard of Moneyball, right? I guess maybe the last movie that we did that you might not have known would have been Time Code. Like, no one knows about Time Code, right? <laughs> I didn't even know that. Nick, Nick I, I yeah. haven't heard of Chinatown or Moneyball before that yeah. was recommended. Oh, really? I thought, uh, I thought maybe since Brad Pitt's in it, maybe you might have... Okay, well, okay. Also, a normal person would have heard. Yeah, yes. okay. I'm, a normal I'm person would have heard these things. I've picked a movie that I've actually seen before, and I've just realized for some reason I didn't rate it on IMDb. <laughs> um, but I have picked a movie that, when I saw it, I really liked it. Uh, it came... Uh, recently, Criterion did... I say recently, this is like six months ago. But they did a thing on their channel where they had a collection of movies about filmmaking, right? And I, I watched a good number of those movies, oh, and movie a is. lot of them were good. No, you actually don't, because really? I've told you that movie. I will recommend that eventually. But, um, well, one of the movies in that list was Adaptation, which I had intended to recommend at some point. <laughs> but Nope. Um, I picked a movie that I had never heard of, but when I sent my dad the list of things, he's like, this one's good, you should watch that. I watched it. It is quite good. Maybe not in don't the way that... Don't spoil how good the movie is, Nick. I won't. I won't say anything. It's it's not Chinatown. Is all I'll say. It's it's okay. a very different type of so movie than anything we've done yeah. recently. I'm recommending a film called Hollywood Shuffle from 1987, Ooh. Uh, made by Robert Townsend. It's on Prime. I think they just added it on Prime. It's it's a comedy, right? So we've got our Japanese anime and we've got our American comedy, two very different types of movies. I think it'll be a lot to talk about. And I wanted to recommend this, like, way earlier at, like, the start of June. But once I found out Lucan was coming on, I'm like, Lucan needs to see this movie. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I'm recommending it now. Sounds good. Um, I don't know when the next episode will come out, because, like we mentioned earlier, we have very weird staggered trips coming up. I don't know. This don't might worry come about out. it. It, it might not come it. out next Friday, Forget is all I'm saying. Um, but make sure you watch Paprika and you watch Hollywood Shuffle. Both of them are under 90 minutes. Uh, Hollywood Shuffle is only like Get 80 in. minutes long. So I pit, I knew Ari would like that one. Um, it's actually, I think, the exact length of a hot lead. I'm not, I'm not positive. <laughs> I forget how long a hot lead is. But anyway, uh, if you liked this, the 39th episode of Postpone, go ahead and rate whatever the highest number you can rate on your preferred platform is. And if you can't rate, you can make it up to us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. That's right, go to Pwn. Um, we also have a wiki. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter that we don't use. You're welcome to follow it if you so choose. Uh, make sure you watch the two videos, the two films before next week. And bye.